This is Future IQ with Naveen and Shrikant, where our goal is the relentless pursuit of knowledge. Let's begin. Okay. Imagine you have gone for a movie hmm. and it turns out to be a very boring movie. Okay. Do you get up and walk out or do you sit through it? Sit through it, right? Suffer uh, through it. Suffer through it because you paid for it and you want to... Oh yes, that also. Also yeah. because I was responsible for reviewing movies at <laughs> one point in time. Hmm. So I had to sit through and suffer through it. But even care. though if I wasn't, huh. I would still sit through it. Yeah. Uh, and so that's what uh, I want to talk about today, right? This concept called sunk cost. Oh, Another sure. example is that uh, JW Marriott used to sell a yearly membership, right? Okay. That uh, for 10,000 uh, rupees, you get a bunch of things, but also you get a 30% discount every time you eat there. And now just to make sure I make full use of this, I would want to go to Marriott again and again, <laughs> right? So you can see the problem here, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Why? What? Why? Okay. So, Basically, huh. the problem is that you have already spent some money or you I, have spent some effort huh. and then you don't want that to be wasted. True. Right. So that's why you uh, continue to do whatever it is that you started doing, which takes a Listen, different... Paisa Vasool has been a very yeah, old yeah. concept. Right. But let's understand this better. Okay? okay. Let's take an example. You have bought a stock okay. for 200 rupees. Okay. And Fine. you think it is going to go to 300. Right. Okay. Um, now, a month later, there's some news that came out because of which people are a little unsure about what this company is doing. You are a little unsure. The stock goes down from 200 to 180. Okay. okay. Do you sell? Okay. One, I you am, probably okay. think you know what I've been with this. I spent 200. I've been with this for a uh, held on to it for a while. Mm. Let me uh, if I sell now, I'll be losing money on this stock, right? Mm. Let me see what happens. Correct. A different way of thinking about it is that today, mm. if I told you, do you want to buy this stock? It is at 180. Would you buy it? Probably not. Right. Hmm. So the thing is that if you didn't have the stock, hmm. you wouldn't buy it at 180. But you already have the stock at 180 and you're just sitting with it because, you know, something is different that you spent some money on it earlier. Hold on. Uh, right? I am not very well well versed with the stock market, but hmm. not buying a stock is not the same as selling the stock. Why? Because selling the stock means I have to take a loss. Hmm. Not buying means I'm not putting in money at all. There is no yeah. profit, no loss. Yeah. So see, I mean, if you even if you forget the transaction costs or the tax part of it, right? Uh -huh. Still, people do make this mistake all the time, right? The main issue is that you get emotionally attached to something. Okay. Either the, the process, the amount you have spent on it. Uh -huh. And then the decision really is that just by sticking with it right now, all that money that you already spent is not coming back. That's Correct. true. So you have to take a decision based on what is the situation today and what is the best that is possible going forward. Right. Okay. Right. So if there is a government huh. which has built half a bridge. Huh. Okay. And uh, then they realize that it is way over cost and the bridge is not going to be very useful in any case because traffic patterns have shifted and so on. Huh. But they already spent so much money on the bridge. Huh. Should they continue building it or should they give up on it and do something else? Right. Wow. That the point is a tough is, question. No, the point is 
दैट फॉरगेट हाउ मच यू स्पेंड सो फार फ्रॉम टूडे ऑनवर्ड्स हाउ मच एक्स्ट्रा डू यू हैव टू स्पेंड एंड इज इट वर्थ इट दैट्स द ओनली क्वेश्चन वर्थ आस्किंग राइट बिकॉज नो इफ द फैक्ट दैट यू हैव स्पेंट so many crores on it in the past is irrelevant no i have half a bridge is what i'm thinking what do i do with half a bridge okay so that's why you're going to complete it and you have a full useless bridge instead of having a half a useless bridge how is a full useless bridge better than a half useless bridge right no i mean i'm guessing there'll be some use out of half a bridge yeah the question is the amount of money you have to spend more additional money uh, is it worth the some use of it that is the real question right you understand the difference okay it is not how much you have already spent ha huh. the additional money that you have to spend that has to be worth it and okay. often it is not okay so uh, let me quickly bring this back to the example of stocks that you gave because yeah. i can i can make sense of it in the example of the movie that we started yeah. off with because yeah. if half the movie has been bad huh. then will the other half of the movie be worth hmm. uh, the time that i'm investing exactly. in that movie yes yes so if that is the only question that needs to be answered you don't have to look at the previous half of the movie yes correct. but in 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 context of the stock that i have i have mm. already spent 200 bucks on the stock correct so now the question is will the stock rebound enough to mm. cross 200 or is it going to further so, down so the question boils down to the following right uh, let us also take the case of uh, taxes and transactions and so on right huh. you bought at 200 mm. it is at 180 right now if you sell right now you will make uh, end up paying say 2 uh, rupees tax on it mm-hmm. so you are ultimately get 178 in hand okay okay if someone else came to you and told you that i am willing to give you this stock for 178 ha huh. today would you buy it knowing what you know today if the answer is no then the history that you bought it for 200 and i am going to make a loss and then it might go up again is irrelevant because right. every day you hold on to the stock is equivalent to you saying that i decide that today i am buying this stock at this price right that's how you have to think about sunk cost they're gone that's a very interesting way of thinking yeah. and it's not really intuitive no in fact that is the problem and that's why this episode Uh, exists by the right? way uh, none of this is supposed to be advice in terms of dealing with stocks this is just an example yes. of a stock you can replace the word stock with any other product hmm. we are not trying to no. give you stock advice or share market advice here hmm. there are way more qualified people who will do that and you can look at them and speak to them but hmm. this is just an example of a product yeah. whose value is 200 bucks hmm. it just happens that we chose the word stock yeah. also I mean, we do give stock market advice advice some once in a while, and it is don't invest in stocks, right? Just put in mutual funds. You are not smart enough to make money on stocks, and neither are most of the other people giving you advice. But anyway, coming back, <laughs> coming back. The, so this sunk cost thing, you are right. It is very unintuitive. Huh. And when you first find out about it, it has an impact on you. Yeah. And then you start noticing it everywhere in your life. In fact, when we were talking about this, mm-hmm. when in the prep. for this episode we found out that ankur himself has uh, done this so we are going to invite ankur and talk about his experiences with sunk cost yes and how it was also non intuitive for him it still is <laughs> welcome ankur so uh, we are doing an episode talking about sunk costs today and i yeah. hear you have a lovely story uh, related to that yeah so uh, it, this uh, as we are talking in the lunch room uh, just a while back Uh, in 2018 or so uh, we were struggling with one of our saas businesses and uh, we realized that hey 
uh, we are putting in like crazy amount of effort to run this business but uh, probably the right thing to do hmm. as in when i first heard about this sunk cost fallacy uh, it was basically basically a video by ankur variku on linkedin yeah. um, and uh, i saw that video and like acha sunk cost fallacy hota hai yeah right, so basically what was happening with your business yeah. is that it really didn't make sense to continue it yeah. but because you had spent so much money and effort on yeah. it yeah. you were sticking with it yeah. and when you found out from ankur yeah. what sunk cost means you realized i need to shut it down yes so we decided to actually shut it down but got lucky to find a buyer for it yeah. and so now i can say i sold that business as well yeah. but but it is basically like just calling someone and yeah. saying hey mai band kar raha hu yes and woh the nahi rukh mai kar itta wala okay yeah. So basically, but now five years later, you still know it was the right decision. Absolutely, right. Absolutely, the right decision. So I mean, you know, you saw. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this here. <laughs> Two or three years later, that business they also rolled it up just the tech into whatever they wanted to use, but the business serving the the yeah. segment of clients that offering they. also discontinued that why took them 3 years to realize their sunk cost yeah it seems yeah. like but looks like you know you saw an episode on sunk cost yeah. and it changed how you look at things right yeah, yeah. doesn't seem like you have learned that <laughs> lesson very well because yeah. i heard another example <laughs> in the break room today okay yeah, so i do tend to repeat the same mistakes it seems so i uh, during the lockdown i since i was working too much from home i said oh, hey i need a better monitor to work yes. so let me get an external monitor yeah and i went you know read some good articles so i said okay mai 32 inch ka external monitor lega so i hmm. put up a 32 inch external monitor there hmm. and um, then i realized my laptop which was a old 2015 macbook pro does not really support this monitor very well let's stop at this point and viewers tell me what is the right decision at this point okay think about it based on what you know about sunk cost now let's go back to ankur what did you do so this laptop side to give problems so i managed to you know before it dies uh, exchange it for a new m1 uh, oh no in fact sorry let me tell you it gets more interesting yeah i exchanged it and yeah. bought a 15 inch macbook pro macbook pro yeah right uh, hmm. one with a much better configuration hmm. and then i realized with this same 4k monitor that new monitor uh, that new laptop makes a lot of noise yeah because and the fans always go on think again after the second point what is the correct decision <laughs> okay anyway come back to ankur so i then managed to find a buyer for that laptop yeah and bought a macbook m1 yeah so the new macbook air m1 yeah. no fans no noise yeah like highly rated but this one now had from 16 gb i was coming to 8 gb ram yeah it started to struggle with this uh, 4k monitor, monitor. as yeah. well uh, yeah. so i used it for a year a little over a year yeah. but with a 4k monitor i realized this 8 gb ram isn't working yeah so on diwali i again found a deal yeah. within a year again within a year and a half yes. this time to buy a m1 pro this time and now it works great with my 4k monitor, monitor yes but i'm now realizing that this laptop is a little heavy but i'm sticking with it <laughs> yes yes so this is the fourth macbook in like <laughs> two and a half years because of a monitor 4k okay. monitor so because what was the ideal decision before buying all of these four extra macbooks <laughs> what should i have done what so, so we, we will leave that as an exercise for the motivated <laughs> viewer okay thank you Ar- ankur <laughs> thank you I still want to give a few more examples huh. of sunk cost uh, just to drive home uh, the point please so um, i mean you're married for 10 years mm. and you're like very unhappy in the marriage do you divorce and move on or do you stay with it right i mean the the effort that you have put into the marriage 
I mean, you should really think of it as a sunk cost, <laughs> right? So, Ouch. not enough people do that. Another Ouch. is um, a cell phone. Listen, I don't think sunk cost fallacy should apply to relationships, man. I mean, those are a different game of. Okay, yeah, let's stick life. to money. Okay, this yeah. was supposed to be financial decision, so let's stick to money. Uh, so, you have a cell phone. And the screen oh, broke. I'm still, I'm still hung up on the relationships bit because I can understand why it would probably be sunk cost, but at the same time I'm like, no, you have to put in some effort. But then, then it's like ten years you've put in the effort. Yeah, each one of you figure it for yourselves. Relationships, yes. sunk cost or not? Yes. Let me know your thoughts. Well, at least you should be aware of what sunk costs are and how to think about it. Yes. Right? And it's easier to think in terms of money and in terms of artificial examples. Okay. Right. So let's take an artificial example. Please. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I give you a two thousand rupee coupon to a five star restaurant. Nice. And it will get me a chai. Also, I give you a five hundred rupee coupon to a missile place. It will get me lots of missile. Yes. And then. Um, you realize that both coupons are for the same date, oh. so you have to give up on one of them. Okay. Also, turns out just from your expressions, I can see <laughs> you love Misal. You're not going to like the food at that two five star. Okay. Yeah. So, but two thousand rupee coupon at five star and Misal. Which one will you go to? I I personally would go to the Misal. Yeah, place. but they have done experiments on this, huh. and they have found that often around fifty seven percent in situations like this. Fifty-seven percent will go with the more expensive place, even then though they know that they are going to enjoy the less expensive place more. Okay. Why? Because our brains are weird, right? <laughs> we just think, oh, I'm giving up on two thousand rupee. Uh, yeah, I value. can I can see the financial aspect of that thing. Uh, why you would uh, probably think uh, hmm. Hmm. that you are losing out on two thousand rupees right. worth of. In fact, this is much stronger. If you bought the two thousand rupee one and bought the five hundred rupee one, and then realized that one of them has to be given up, right? Now it was real money that you, you were talking it. about that you had spent. Huh. But the fact is that that money is gone. Correct. Right now. Whichever one you choose, the amount of money that you lost remains the same. So then, will you choose the five star or the missile? Correct. That's, that's so an interest. See, this is this is why that. this keeps throwing me for a loop because uh, try as I might, I can't let go of the fact that I have already spent money on that. Correct. Because Correct. of I, probably because of the way I was brought up, maybe hmm. uh, something to do with the way yeah. I was taught to treat money. Yeah. That I I need to get full value for the money I have already spent. Correct. And right. The point is that if getting value for that money involves spending more money or more time or more effort, hmm. right? Then you have to ask yourself: Is, is normally the hmm. way the normal world works? Is that if you have spent hundred rupees in the past, mm. then to complete something you have to spend hundred less, and that's why our intuition tells us that you should pay attention to that hundred. Right. But while you were spending the hundred, if the situation changed and the amount you have to spend more is more than what you expected, then you have to ask yourself: Forget the hundred that I spent. This additional money that I have to spend is it worth it? 
right? Even so, if it is not traditional money, I just remembered that we did an episode on uh, the dollar value of time. Money. Yes, so time is also important. Time yeah, and effort. So yes. that that equation comes into uh, factor. We yeah. put the link in the show notes. Uh, yeah. If it is so, let's take up. one more example, right? What uh, what I'm basically trying to get at uh, is that this is years and years of conditioning that I'm trying to undo. Yes, of course. Uh, and it has that's why this episode exists in fact that's why all of future iq exists to undo years and years of conditioning in your brain and uh, in some cases or in this particular case it's like a million years of conditioning <laughs> okay. you will see all right so i'm not the only person to yes. blame here so yes. i'm happy but why does this even happen like yeah so they have stu- scientists have studied this okay they study a lot of things yes scientists uh, they have found two or three interesting effects in our brain huh. because of which this happens okay? okay one is called loss aversion and the other is called the endowment effect and i'll explain both of them okay right? loss so, aversion let's begin loss with that. aversion basically means that you know if you were to gain a 100 rupees hmm. versus you lose a 100 rupees will the happiness from the 100 rupees that you get hmm. be roughly equal to the sadness you get from losing the 100 rupees no which will be more the loss the will loss be will be more i mean you always feel loss more yeah. than we get yeah. and let's take a couple of examples now this time i'm going to use artificial examples from the research studies huh. to make sure you understand the point well, this right? this example itself was very powerful Correct, 100 yeah. rupees gain versus 100 rupees yeah. loss the loss is infinitely more for example if you go into an office hmm. right and there's a lovely mug right and you ask people how much are you willing to pay for this mug okay right of course what is the you know you come to some price that they'll say say 100 bucks 100 bucks hmm. instead you go to that office give everybody that mug huh. and now go around saying how much are you willing to take to give me the mug uh, how much are you willing to sell the mug for yes and that number is not just as i mean normally if you were rational it would it should be 100 right basically be. the mug is worth 100 that's why you paid 100 for it but once you have the mug huh. then you are uh, unwilling to part but with wait, it but they were given the mug for free yeah as in uh, they got the mug yeah maybe for free or for yeah. 100 or for whatever yes but then they are not willing to give it up for 100 they need 150 or 200 or in some cases 250 to give up the mug listen i okay. understand the concept of making a profit on it Hmm. So if they bought the mug for hundred, that's different. No, they were given. Okay, they were just given. So just you know the Then, difference in the price of a mug you want versus that a mug you already have and you have to give it away. Is but that? But they didn't even have the mug forever. They had it like doesn't matter. That's the endowment effect. Oh, once it is yours, and this is salespeople use this very well. Okay, if you go and you're trying to buy a car, right? First, there'll be all kinds of things and various negotiations happen, and then you say, okay, fine, you have decided that you're going to take this car. Okay, so the salesperson will go through a whole bunch of things to ensure that you know now you start thinking of it as your car. Okay, and then they will start tacking on. Oh, by the way, there is this extra charge for this. There is a this. There is a that, and so on. If all of those charges were told to you before, you might have said, "Okay, I don't want this car. I can't afford. This is not worth it." Right? But now that you have started thinking of it as your car, okay, the endowment effect kicks in. I just realized I spent way more on my car than I should have. Ah. 
and it I, is I literally did like I didn't need any of the bells and whistles that yeah. came added with my I genuinely didn't need correct them. so that that's basically the endowment effect endowment effect means when you have something you value it more when it is yours you value it more than when it wasn't yours in the first that place that car wasn't even mine to begin yes. with yes it was it was it was already yours in your mind and that's what the salesperson was so basically if you're on. going out to buy a car hmm. decide what you want before you walk into the showroom and talk in with fact yeah that is one of the takeaways of this episode right but um, loss aversion another uh, example right hmm. uh, and this is uh, actual uh, research that was done okay people were given season tickets to the opera okay costing 15 dollars okay. okay now one third of them were just given that and told go ahead watch these operas okay one third were given a 2 dollar discount okay okay and one third were given a 7 dollar discount on the original 15 dollars okay? okay so the money was actually given back to them all of these people bought 15 dollars worth uh, of opera tickets but some, some of them got money got back got a discount right mm -hmm. then the researchers uh, studied how and saw I... how many of the shows were watched by these three groups <laughs> would you like to guess what happened <laughs> the people who got the 7 dollar discount watched the most shows least least yes because you oh, yeah, they paid the least so they watched the least sorry yeah. correct yeah the people who paid the most watched the most because oh you all you already spent 15 dollars on it let's get to the <laughs> maximum value out of it right <laughs> so i mean not only are you averse to losing money and your sunk cost and all of that but the effect depends on how much uh, the This amount involved of something really uh, interesting that i heard yeah. once somewhere uh, hmm. they, uh, where someone said don't give stuff away for free if you want it to be valued yes yes absolutely absolutely so this this actually falls yeah. into the loss aversion thing because once you give stuff away for free yeah. then the value of that in the person's head is zero correct which means they don't really have to recover any value out yes, of it yes yes Uh, and um, uh, i'm trying to uh, imagine if i can make both of them work with the endowment effect like give hmm. something away for free hmm. and then make people value it by asking it back from them that's actually yeah. an interesting sales no, strategy so, uh, that yeah, might I mean, there's a whole bunch of things there right because uh, they give you um, uh, something i mean so like a subscription huh. where uh, either it is a free subscription it will start charging a little later huh. or they give you discounts in Audible. the first Uh, yeah uh, they give you uh, discounted prices for the first time or for 6 months and so on and then it'll start charging more later yeah. and so on all of these are they want you to start thinking of this as something you have something you get used to and then losing it remember 1 gb per day free yes. yeah that is what happened there yes so these are tricks they use all the time man there are i i know for a fact that the advertising industry uses like a ton of these tricks yes. and all of these are well researched psychological phenomena yeah phd's in psychology get hired by google and facebook for this reason behavioral yes. economics I mean, there is a well known quote right which says that i saw the best minds of my generation spending all their intelligence on trying to get people to click on boxes <laughs> so it is true yeah it is true the brightest minds of our generation are working uh, to make sure that you click on that ad that you are trying yes. to desperately avoid yeah 
there we go so essentially what you are telling me is capitalism is to blame for Act- all of this nonsense that we are going actually through actually not right actually not uh, this is fundamentally built into your brain and do you know how i know this how because it is built into the brains of monkeys also okay monkeys. like you said uh, it is not years of conditioning it is millions of years of conditioning so they did experiments with capuchin monkeys okay, okay? to look for specifically capuchin monkeys i think are marcel from friends if yeah. if any of you watched the series friends pretty smart okay they are they are the capuchin monkeys hmm. they trained capuchin monkeys to understand the concept of supply and demand okay. okay and the prices of things and so on okay i won't get into that today today i want to talk about the fact that they checked out loss aversion and endowment effect on capital uh, on 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 capuchin monkeys capuchin monkeys okay Haan. so these monkeys had these little discs which uh, were being used coins, as money currency. coins right and you could exchange a coin for a fruit or for a cereal okay right now there were two experimenters Haan. one of them used to show one piece of fruit Haan. and when the monkey showed up there hmm. this person with a 50 50 chance would put another second fruit there right so okay. on an average the monkey got one and a half fruits fair there was a different experimenter who used to always show two fruits ha huh. and when the monkey showed up just before giving the fruits 50 50 chance he would take away one of the fruit okay okay would you like to guess which of these two the monkeys preferred the first one first clearly. one even though both were exactly the same but in the first one you were gaining half a fruit unexpectedly in the second one you were losing half a fruit unexpectedly and the second is much worse okay yeah. uh, that's Listen, loss aversion there, there is a better way to explain it happiness is equal to reality minus expectations the yes. expectation was you were going to get two fruits yes. the reality was you got only one fruit most of the time or some of the time but therefore uh, happiness uh, yes. was lower minus one fruit yes correct so another how did they check endowment effect okay uh-huh. uh what they did was they adjusted fruit and cereal quantities uh-huh. to a point where the monkeys preferred them both exactly equally right okay. so, so half the monkeys preferred cereal no half, no half the time same monkey half the time cereal in fact they adjusted it to the point where if you repeat the experiment 12 times hmm. half the time they would take fruit half the time they would take cereal so okay. now the experiments are sure that preferences are equal okay then they gave the monkeys cereal hmm. okay and then they asked the monkey whether it wants to trade for a fruit okay you okay. would expect that about half the time the monkey should trade just for variety yeah 87% no. of the time they didn't 87% yes, of the right now you can think there is an explanation for this right okay uh explanation should be like you know why bother ugits kashala right <laughs> i mean there is a ugits kashala is a very marathi phrase yeah. uh, which is uh, typically uh, used a lot in pune I can't uh, translate it properly. Like I can't translate the sentiment of Ugits Kashala. But if you can find someone who can explain, if you can find a Marathi person who can explain Ugits Kashala to you, please get them to do it. You will enjoy it. Yeah. So just just to make sure that this is not because of inertia or uh, transaction uh, uh, overhead. Okay. Right. They said, okay, fine. We will give you a fruit plus a piece of oatmeal. Ha. Huh. And still the monkeys refused to exchange it. Okay. Oh. In fact, and to make sure how much oatmeal to give, in a different experiment, they 
tried different amounts of oatmeal to a point where monkeys were taking just the oatmeal in exchange for a, a coin. Okay. So that. So they essentially establish the values of the oatmeal, the cereal, the fruit. Correct. So the oatmeal, just the oatmeal by itself, was worth it. For the monkey to exchange with a coin, so that piece of oatmeal and the fruit, the monkey wasn't willing to exchange. Exchange, for the correct. Oh. Because now suddenly the cereal, which was equal in value when it wasn't the monkeys, but now it is the monkeys, and it's no longer equal in value. Monkey in brains, fact, we have monkey brains. In fact, they said, okay, maybe you know, just eating the cereal is easier, whereas take the fruit and all that something effort might be different. So they did the same experiment. With walnuts, Haan. okay. There is a walnut inside a shell hmm. versus a walnut that is already open. Haan. Okay, of course, the one inside the shell they has to be broken and eaten. A lot of effort. Effort. When you give the monkey a walnut with shell, hmm. the monkey refused to exchange. In most it. cases, a majority of the time, refused to exchange it for a opened walnut, even though that gives you the same pleasure. And less effort. See, this is where I'm different from the monkeys. Okay, if you give me a walnut, Haan. and if you then offer me an un uh, an opened walnut, like yes. a walnut without the shell, I will go for the walnut without the shell. The psychologists shell. at Facebook would like to disagree with you on this point, and they have a list of things where you behave exactly like this. Okay, I hate being called a monkey, yeah. and more importantly, yeah. I hate being proven that yeah. I act like a monkey. Yeah. So the point is, I want to see that psychologists at Facebook. I yeah. have some. Choice words from them. Right. For In them. fact, uh, what we see from Ankur's case mm. is that even when you know that this is going to happen, it's still not easy to avoid it. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I think the message to everybody mm. is that what you said earlier with respect to the car, figure out and write down your preferences before time. Okay, and then look at that list. And ask yourself, why am I changing it, right? Yeah. Um, because uh, the thing is that here, this difference is between system one and system two. Mm. Okay. If system two gets involved, it knows that I shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. But most of the time, system one goes ahead and makes a decision, and then forces system two to come up with a good explanation for why am I doing this. We've done an episode on yes. system one versus system two. One of our earliest right. episodes. Go check it out. We'll put a link yeah. in the uh, description, of course, show notes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you know what you want to know. Huh. There are different people. Okay. Some are more system one thinkers. Some are more system two thinkers. Huh. And system two thinkers are more likely to fall for these things. For, oh, sorry. System one, one thinkers thinker, yeah. are more likely to fall for this. Understandably, because your instinct is in this particular case, the instinct is counterintuitive to what is actually uh, the smart thing to do. So right. I can I can yeah. figure out I can imagine why. So it would be nice for you to know whether you are a system one thinker or a system two thinker. I thought all of us were system one thinkers by no. default. Well, no, no. As in, all of us are significant system one thinkers, but some are more. Achha, okay, like that. And the good news Haan. is that not all psychologists are evil. There are some <laughs> good ones also. So they have created an actual test called the REI. Okay. Uh, link is there. You should go check it out and see what the REI says about you. If it says you are a more system one thinker than other people, you should be more, more, more careful, or at least drag a system one two friend with you. System two friend with yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating, man. Uh, 
uh is there is there a way to train yourself to become more of a system to thinker i know it's a very weird uh, question but don't know that but i can tell you situations in which this doesn't apply as much okay right? one is that privileged people hmm. are significantly less loss averse right which makes sense i mean if you have lots of stuff then losing something doesn't affect you as much as it would affect other people correct also it depends on the culture so i'm sure that some of this training can happen so they have done research and they see that eastern european people are more loss most loss averse whereas african people for some reason are the least loss averse right i can imagine them How being does... you know happy go lucky it's like don't worry be happy yeah but the happiest countries are in scandinavia which is right next to eastern well, europe well that's a different issue okay happiness is just pretty much directly correlated to how much money you have okay, okay? but <laughs> more money more happiness yeah but, but there is also loss of equity 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 there is something about endowment effect that i suddenly remembered it is hmm. completely probably unrelated but maybe also related hmm. uh do you remember the monty hall problem uh, yes yes so does and we'll do an entire episode probably yes. on this later but yeah. just tell me in this uh, uh, in, in as short uh, way as possible mm. does the endowment effect have anything to do with the choice required uh, in the monty hall problem mm, not really i think it's just more a question of that uh, counterintuitive math counterintuitive math okay right all right we'll do an episode on the monty hall problem later meanwhile if you want to look it up please look it up we'll try and put links in the description but i don't want to spoil it for people who don't know about it mm. and uh, yeah we'll we'll get back to that sorry you were saying uh, yeah. uh, about uh, loss aversion uh, so i think basically uh, i want to say that one find out if you are a systems one thinker or a systems two thinker mm. if you are systems one then be extra careful about these things even okay. otherwise you should be careful okay find out your preferences ahead of time or take help of other friends to point it out uh, to you okay help take friends to help you figure out whether you are uh, you know falling prey to the sunk cost fallacy and live your it. life enjoy yes shrikant <laughs> navin thank you future iq Future IQ is a video school production. Look up the Future IQ on YouTube or follow us in your favorite podcast player. Leave us a comment or a review if you can. It helps new listeners find the show. Find Naveen on Twitter as @ngkabra and Shrikant as @shrikant. We'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you so much.